Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is straight fire with jason mcintyre what is up, ladies and gentlemen? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight fire. Friday, April 2nd. It is Final Four weekend. I'm geeked. I might be the only person very excited about that. I looked at the times being out here in L.A. on Saturday because my daughter, obviously big UCLA fan. Remember the other night she stayed up with me? And she's like, what time is UCLA playing Gonzaga? And she knew they were playing Gonzaga. So I was like, whoa, how'd you know that? And it's at like 5.30 Pacific. I was like, okay. But they're the second game. The first game of the Final Four starts at 2.15 on Saturday afternoon in LA. If it's 80 degrees again, people are going to be at the beach. I don't think a lot of people are staying inside and making Baylor-Houston mandatory viewing. Uh, So it's Final Four weekend. Oh, boy. We have a great guest coming up later in the show to talk about Gonzaga versus UCLA, he happened to play in a memorable UCLA-Gonzaga game back in the day. Yes, the Adam Morrison crying game. UCLA former center Ryan Hollins, he's over at CBS Sports. Uh, I've done some radio with him, some TV. Nice guy. He does say a lot of uh, very incendiary things toward the end of the interview that I think you will enjoy. But he kind of goes in on Adam Morrison a little bit. I I don't I was a little surprised. 
Um, they were actually teammates in Charlotte. And uh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy that a little later in the podcast. So before we get to final four picks, I do want to say, I recently read a story. There was a couple years old about a book that Steve Kerr read that like changed his life. And I just wanted to talk about it a little bit because I ordered it and I started to read it and it is pretty awesome. The book is called The Inner Game of Tennis and it's not actually about tennis before you start fast forwarding, okay? It's not about tennis. It's about like self-help before the self-help craze. This is from like the 1970s. This Harvard English major wrote it and it's been an influential book. You know how Phil Jackson used to give out books to the Lakers to read? Like, this is the kind of book that Phil Jackson would give out. And, and it impact when I read about the book, I was like, I got, all right, I got to have this. And I'll tell you why. So I told you guys I played hoops this week. And, you know, not to go too in-depth here, but I am one of these guys who, when I'm running hot, it's Heat Check City. When I'm running mediocre, it's Heat Check City. But if I don't start well, I get down on myself, and I'm overthinking it, you know? And... I started out in the first game. Usually I've been starting out hot because I got the fresh legs. I got the home court advantage. And I started out slow and I start coming down hard on myself and I'm pressing to make plays and be perfect. And it's really this book, Inner Game of Tennis, is about controlling your mind and your body. Because sometimes your mind will say, hey, do this, do this, do this. And your body's like not there. And other times your body wants to do it and your brain gets in the way. This book helps meld them both together. And I mean, listen, if you are a golfer, you know, when you step up to the, in the tee box, you've got to do like 10 different things. Okay. Got to keep the head down. Uh, got to remember the, the backswing and eye on the ball and keep the arm straight. You got to do all this stuff and you start overthinking your golf swing. Don't lie and tell me you haven't done that. Okay. I'm playing tennis today. I know when I play tennis, all right, my first serve, I want to get it in because your second serve is just so weak. Right, you're just doing that to get it over so you don't have a double fault. So I even lessen my first serve because I'm overthinking about the second serve. I need to do get away from that. And this book is supposedly going to help. And it, a lot of NFL players have read it, NBA players. Listen, I'm into it. I haven't finished it, so I can't fully endorse it. But for instance, there's a quote in the book, habits are statements about the past, and the past is gone. Think about it that way, like, there's a lot we can improve, and sometimes the voices in our head, you know, the inner brain was just telling you, hey, man, you, you keep forgetting to do this. Come on. Tap in. You Come on. Focus. You know, and it starts getting in the way, and you make mistakes. I'm trying to get that out so I'm fearless on the jump shot, on the first serve. When I step into the TV role and the light's on, and I'm not overthinking, oh, my gosh, what's my next point, and do I have this stat exactly correct? Just let it flow. So I'm going to give out that book as a rec. I think this is only, uh, Rob G, you can check me on it. I think that's the second book I've recommended on the podcast in nine months. Well, no, we're not in nine months, maybe eight months. The other one, of course, The Millionaire Next Door. I recommended that significantly, um, especially for the young guys out there who want to be 25, pull up to the office in a hot ride so the attractive receptionist can see you. And so you can go out and think you're cool and impress the dates and like, don't do that stuff. <laughs> They're not impressed. And if they are impressed, you're with the wrong girl. All right. Anyways, let's move on to sports here real quick. Um, I'm not going to touch on any NBA action from Thursday night because A, everybody's hurt. I mean, no Zion, no Brandon Ingram, uh, no Lonzo Ball 
No James Harden. Like I, Everybody seems to be hurt in the league, although Joel Embiid is uh, supposed to come back this weekend. Bradley Beal also missing in action. Uh, you know Bradley Beal and the Wizards are hurting when they lose to the Pistons by like 30, okay? The Pistons, who started, I believe, Justin Jackson. Or, uh, sorry, Josh Jackson, the former Kansas star at shooting guard. NBA, just too many injuries right now. You can't bet on it. It's not smart. I want to focus on the Final Four. And you guys have been listening for the last month. I'm a college basketball nerd, especially around the tournament. I know a lot of people right now are like, why? And um, I just have always loved the tournament. The the idea that when... um, Let's say, let's take Houston, for example. Houston's going to take the court Saturday afternoon in the Final Four. And it's like, oh, man, this this might be the last game that some of these guys play. Because, I mean, think about it. If you are a, a good college, you could be a starter in college basketball and have no basketball future internationally. And, like, this is the last game some of these guys are going to play. Uh, you look at the the point guard, Jarreau, awesome defensive player. I think he's probably got a future in the league. I don't know if he'll be a star, but I think he will get a look. A great defensive player. Like, this could be the last time he wears a college uniform. And, like, there is something to that. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. I still remember my final weekend at college when I graduated. Like, it was just memorable. I I mean, obviously, a lot of alcohol was consumed, so it's uh, kind of shaped how I remember the night. But it was just still like, well, this is it. It's off to the real world. And a lot of these guys, like... College basketball, like, this is it. I mean, it's, it's a wrap after this, you know? Go out there and get that job in accounting or try to crack it in sports media, uh, get into sales, whatever it is. But I'm into the Final Four. I don't think Rob G is as interested. I'm going to tease this. We have on deck for Monday's podcast a big-time college basketball guest. I'm a huge fan of his work. I think everybody is. It's slated to happen. I hope it still goes down. So Monday's podcast, College Basketball, will be a focus there. So Rob G., I need to get your interest level. It's Easter weekend. We got family coming in town. Saturday afternoon, Los Angeles, are you parked in front of a TV for Houston Baylor? No, not for Houston Baylor. For UCLA Gonzaga, yes, because I am a UCLA fan. So I will be parked in front of the TV for that one. Um, will, you be, will you be wearing a UCLA jersey of any kind or a t-shirt, any paraphernalia? <laughs> uh, you know, I think I may wear a shirt just to represent for a little bit. But um, and, and you know what's funny is, and we talked about this earlier in the week, I fully expect Houston-Baylor to be the better game. Yes. Like, I, like, like I, I have no qualms about that. I, I, I totally understand that is going to be the game to watch. Um, and I, I do really enjoy watching Baylor play. I think I've watched them a handful of times this season. Uh, I like their guard play. I think I think anytime you have good guards in college basketball, because college basketball as a whole is, to me, not very exciting. It's very slow. It's very methodical. It's very clunky. But for whatever reason, the teams that have good guards, it just seems to be a better watch. So I, I've enjoyed watching Baylor play. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about watching UCLA-Gonzaga because it's rare, especially this deep in the tournament, that you get a true David versus Goliath matchup you might get that in the first round maybe maybe even the sweet 16 if you're lucky but to get in the final four i think that's a great story i've i was able to unearth this i had to do some research but this is the largest spread for a final four game since they changed the tournament to 64 teams 14 point spread now listen 
as soon as it came out, it was 13. It got bet up 13 and a half and now 14. I got 13 and a half. I made my second biggest play of the tournament on Gonzaga. Now that's a huge number. I don't recommend in the NFL. You don't bet double digits. Maybe UCLA keeps this close, turns it into a rock fight. The better bets probably first half Gonzaga. But if UCLA plays their cards right, maybe they're in this. I don't know, Rob. My, the, my read is UCLA advancing to the Final Four has been the story, and it could be because I'm out here in LA, of the Final Four. They are the biggest story. UCLA storied program, not expected to be here, playing with house money, survive Michigan. All week, all UCLA alumni, and they've got a deep alumni base of basketball players. They've all been talking about it. I'm sure they're texting the players. I'm sure Johnny Juzang is talking to people uh, in the NBA agent circles about his future, the way he's played in this tournament. There is a chance they come out here and get smoked in the first seven minutes. Now, of course, the converse is true. Hey, Jay, what about Gonzaga? Pressure on them. Going into the Final Four. Undefeated. Like, remember what happened to UNLV against Duke? Yeah, I, I get that. You know, unfortunately, Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley are not playing on UCLA unless you think Tiger Campbell and uh, Jaime Juaro, whatever his name, Jaime something. Hawkes. thank you. Unless you think they are on the come up and could pull this upset. I also bet the first half under, which has been massively profitable in this tournament. UCLA did try to hang with Alabama in the first half. It actually worked because they outplayed Alabama, and that had a first half over that hit. Overs, uh, unders are difficult in Gonzaga games, but I do think like Lucas Oil Stadium, there are going to be fans. My sense is both sides will come out with some nerves, and then Gonzaga drops the hammer on them, and I can see like a 40-24 to 24 halftime lead for Gonzaga. Gonzaga dropped almost a 50 spot. I think it was 49 in the first half on USC. They're going to get 40 or close to it. The question is, can UCLA get 30? And my bet is no. So I got the first half under, and I got Gonzaga full game. In the other one, and again, I don't want to put you to sleep talking about Houston Baylor. We'll get to Ryan Hollins in a sec. But as Rob G said, this is the better game. And there's a real chance Houston pulls this upset. The problem, Rob, is this is the first game, and it could be ugly as hell. Have you seen the total? 134. Like, there's not going to be a ton of scoring. If you thought Oregon State-Houston was uh, was terrible, this game could be headed toward that. And it could be close. I bet Baylor, not as big as I bet Gonzaga. Um, we'll probably know early on if, if Baylor's going to pull away or if Houston can hang. I just don't know if Houston has the offense. You know, Grimes is nice. He's got an NBA future. He's a McDonald's All-American. Went to Kansas, then felt homesick, went to Houston. Sasser's nice. I like Jarreau a lot. The problem is, who do you put Jarreau on? You know? Do you put him on Mitchell? Because Mitchell's probably their most talented player in the Baylor backcourt. But Teague is the guy who dropped 22 on um, Arkansas. And then Butler led them in scoring during the season. So it's like, pick your poison. I, I You can't zone Baylor. Because they're 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 the best three point shooting team in the country, so just a lot of fun aspects to this game. It's not going to be pl- pleasing to the eye. You may want to look at a first half under. Problem for that is it's sixty two, and we know Baylor's a great three point shooting team. I don't necessarily want to fade that, but if you look at the Baylor Villanova game, Baylor came out struggled. Villanova's defense now. Jay Wright's a great coach. Calvin Sampson's a really good coach. 
first half under there could be of some value. Uh, Rob, you want to give out picks? Anything you got? Anything you see? Uh, well, I would, except if I give a pick, it doesn't really mean shit because, you know, I'm not good at this like you are. Um, but here's but, the thing. Sometimes, sometimes when you when you know too much and you've watched too much, you you know the guys who cover college basketball never do well in bracket contests. They never. This do. is true, and they're terrible because they they're like, oh, remember Kansas in December, what they did to this team, and they can't get that out of their head. And in reality, like, yeah, Kansas sucks. Um, so a lot of people, Baylor was undefeated, like Gonzaga was. Then COVID hit Baylor. They stumbled a bit, and people were like, oh, Baylor's not that good. Hello. Post COVID, there was a there was a hiccup. They're old Baylor now, so I I don't know. Uh, so anyways, Rob, do you, do you yeah you I, okay? Well, in that same line of thought, just so you know, in the uh, the big Fox Sports Radio pool that I'm in, the bracket challenge. Yes. Uh, the in the celebrity, the VIP, which is all the talent. The guy who's winning is TJ Hushmanzada, the friend <laughs> of the show. But he he's he's killing it in that. He couldn't name five guys in the sport. All right, hold no. on. Wait, do you know where I am on that? Uh, I have not looked. I know I that you're was, not in the top three. Well, I was third after the first two rounds. I know Broussard was leading it, right? Yes. And I was like second or third because they put the tweet out and I was like, all right, uh, I'm in the mix. Um, but Hushmanzada's leading now and I think I had, shoot, I might have had Illinois winning that bad. Yeah, that was rough. That was yeah. rough. But um, yeah, as far as picks, um, I do like Baylor to cover. I, I had them in the championship game this entire time, so I'm going to stick with them. And like I mentioned before, I love their guard play. I think... Uh, Mitchell might be one of my favorite players yeah. to watch. Yeah. You know, I think that he might have a good NBA career. And as far as the the big game, the primetime game, UCLA Gonzaga, um I like UCLA to cover. I don't I don't oh. think they're I think they're going to get smacked. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they are going to get worked over like, you know, some fries. But when it's a spread that big and let's say you get it at 14 or 13 and a half, yeah. I can absolutely see a backdoor cover in this game. I can UCLA see them being down 18, yeah, down, down 18 to 20 most of the game. And then in the last three minutes when Gonzaga pulls guys, they cut it down to 11 yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, would, that would be painful. All right, without further ado, let's get to Ryan Hollins, former UCLA Bruins center. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4. 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire, Ryan Hollins, CBS Sports, former NBA player, but most importantly, former UCLA Bruin. He was on that squad in, I believe it was 2006, that took down Adam Morrison and Gonzaga. Epic game. You guys have seen the comeback. Morrison left on the court crying. Ryan Hollins dropped 12-8. and eight. Perfect. Six for six from the free throw line. Ryan Hollins, how you doing, man? What's going on, brother? It's, it's been a minute, man. It's been it a minute. Been. How you doing, yes. man? I am uh, I'm enjoying the tournament. I'm kind of stunned by this UCLA run, I think, like everyone on planet Earth. I'll come clean right out the gate. Like, uh, I wasn't sure they were getting by Michigan State. And once it happened and they got hot, I've started to get on board. But uh, this is a tall order, a perfect Gonzaga team. Listen, man, uh, I haven't covered college basketball for the longest. This is my second year. I played 10 years in a pro four in college. And I'll tell you one thing. It's very rare that you see a team lose four straight down the stretch, down two players, and they're able to have the success that the Bruins have had and you got to look straight at Mick Cronin, straight in his eyes and say, Mick, you have had your best coaching performance ever. And arguably, arguably behind John Wooden, one of the greatest coaching performances in UCLA history this mm-hmm. year. I think I think Steve Lavin might push back against that a little bit. Uh, who else was amazing? Jim Lavin Herrick didn't like want this. a title. Lavin, <laughs> Jim Herrick Lavin didn't. Lavin didn't, didn't. Ain't done nothing like this. Lavin done nothing like this. I tell him to their face, and I play for both of them. They ain't coached like this. No. Hmm. No. How much of it? How much of it was coaching versus how much of it was the draw? Uh, getting a little. I mean, listen, Ryan. I know you've been watching the games. The free throw luck, Alabama 
and no Michigan combined to shoot 47 no. or 48% no on free thing. throws. No such thing. There's no, oh, luck, oh, luck. Like, you make the shot or you don't. And one of the things that UCLA does, and Jay, I want you to buy into this. I want you to push this narrative. They play at a pace offensively that makes you have to guard the entire shot clock. And defensively, they make you do stuff you don't want to do. And you look on paper, you look at that group, and the one thing you say is like, I can take him, I can take him, I can take him. But Mick Cronin is going to make you be somebody that you're not, okay? For instance, against Alabama, you got Herb Jones, who had a horrific game, gets two offensive fouls early to start. He's trying to go one-on-one to win the game, okay? (laughs) Player of the year, but you'd rather have the ball in in Shackelford's hands or any of those other guys, right, at at, at that point in the game because that's what Cronin drew up to say, oh, you want to keep going at high cast? I'm going to leave you one-on-one. There's nowhere to pass, and he misses two free throws. You Against Michigan, the whole idea was, man, you get in foul trouble with your bigs. Our fourth or fifth string center comes in, and you play arguably the best post player in the country one-on-one. You know what that did? Nobody else got a touch. Franz Wagner, <laughs> Wagner, you're not getting back cuts. You're not getting oh, open was, three. Such a you're not getting game. touches. Yeah. Right. So so Hunter Dickinson's going one on one, but there's another four guys standing. So when Wagner got the three point shot at the end of the game, he like, dog, I haven't taken one of these for 40 minutes off the bounce. OK. And he <laughs> airballs that bad boy. So wide open. You got to look at Mick Cronin for that now. Jay, I want you to buy into that. Think if you make guys and these are professional players. This isn't like uh, who would be a clutch guy in the NBA to step up uh, What like a Damon Jones. Damian Lillard. Damian, Damian Lillard's probably the most clutch, clutch guy in the NBA right now. Right, right. This isn't Damian Lillard who who went over for whatever, and you know he has the chance to hit a big shot. You don't have these same guys in college. So that game plan is winning out, and it spills over to the free throw line, man. It, it, the game is so mental. When you don't get your looks, it throws you off as a player. Yeah, I I, I got to be honest. I, uh, I look at this team, and I'm like, okay, um, who's your best player? Johnny Juzang, obviously. But after that, can you count on anybody a guarantee that they're going to show up and get you buckets uh, against Gonzaga? We know Juzang is going to get his. But listen, Tiger Campbell, I mean, I like him. Uh, Triple J, I'm a Jules Bernard guy personally. I love his style uh, dating back to when uh, the previous coach was there. I like Jules Bernard. I saw him as a freshman. I was like, this kid is nice. But I don't know. This is it, like if you, Ryan, if you put this UCLA p- team on paper, and you looked at every team since 2000, just to easy look at it, 21 seasons, this would not be a top five team, right? On uh, paper? Listen, this team is going to scratch to have professionals on this team. You know, you normally look at UCLA and go, damn, man, he went pro, he went pro, he went pro. These guys, at best, may have two pros on the team. Well, I, so Juzang, okay. Uh, who else? Who's Pat the other guess- Hackers will give his sniff the way he's playing. He's big. I think internationally. Um, well, if you're talking oh, global, yeah, they, they they might have three guys. Nah, he's, I, I think he's Tiger legit, He's the legit six eight that can shoot the basketball, and he's young. He's only a sophomore. So, so what I'm saying is, those guys play in different ways. But the same way you just looked at them, and and honestly, you said Juzang, their best player is Hackers. Okay, he's the toughest player on the floor. Now he didn't have a great one, but he's a he's a selfless guy. So he went out hunting shots. And shout out to Jones. Jones 
uh, from Michigan. He did a heck of a guard, job guarding Hakez. He couldn't get his normal looks. So we'll see if that continues. But those guys are selfless. They play around each other. Um, and it's weird. It's not the most conventional. I swear, Jason, just like you, there will be a stretch in the game where they just look horrific. And then they'll get to the free throw line. They'll get a steal. They'll get in transition. They'll hit a, a, a wide open three. They just, they're just making plays right now, and there's no real way to quantify what's happening. I'll be honest, as an analyst, throw your analyst head out the window and just watch the game and label it as toughness. Yeah. These guys are just tough, dude. It's toughness. Yeah. And that's what that's what stinks in a sport that's getting more and more by the numbers. You just look at this and you're like, well, Gonzaga's going to win in a bloodbath. I mean, this is a UCLA team that lost twice to USC. They got blitzed and then they lost a close one at the end of the season. And USC could not be on the court with Gonzaga from the jump, Brian. I, I what it, it, You're the coach, okay? You're talking to Cronin about strategy. You played in the league. You played uh, at UCLA. Like, what do you tell him? What's our best chance here? Slow the game down to a crawl? Like, we got that. They're 319th in the country in average time of possession um, and their possession length. So you got to slow it down. But again, it, just slowing it down doesn't mean you're going to have a chance. You know, this is a Gonzaga team defensively, offensively, top 10 in the country in both. They've won 27 straight games by double digits. How do you beat them? Well, here, here's the reality. You looked at Michigan State and said, well, they knocked off Illinois, Michigan, uh, Ohio State. Uh, not a chance, Bruins. They won. Uh, they play against uh, Abilene. And you probably say, man, who, who knows? Maybe they get to upset. They mess around and win that. They beat a good BYU team that had Gonzaga down by 12. BYU had Gonzaga down by 12 points at half. Now, it was only at half, but they had them right. down. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that lets you know anything can happen. Then when it comes to Alabama, I know you, Mac, you don't bet your house, your keys, your car, everything on Alabama. They I did beat, suffer bad losses in that game. That is correct. Okay, they beat Alabama. And then and then you beat Michigan, who you would have bet for, say, oh, without livers, they're playing great, this and that. So I bring that up to say this is a team that's been there before. This is a team that's been back against the wall. I could argue Alabama's more athletic. Top to bottom, Alabama's a more athletic team than Michigan. And if we talked about a team that could challenge Gonzaga, who will we say? We all said Alabama. Alabama. If we talked about a team, it wasn't Baylor. We said Alabama was going to be the team to challenge Gonzaga. To fully answer your question, I just want to give you some belief first. To fully answer your question, you got to play Drew Timmy one-on-one. And one of the things you can derive from Hunter Dickinson, who's not as good of a, or skilled of a player at this point in his career as Drew Timmy, is that Bruins were able to show out on a pick and roll, recover to Dickinson, play him one-on-one. He only has 11 points. It felt like he had 40, okay? <laughs> but he had 11 points. And if they can guard Drew Timmy one-on-one, make his shots tough, he is the key to Gonzaga's offense. Now, you really let, me give you, let me give you a second one. Let me give you the second one. Gonzaga's so well coached by Coach Few that another thing you have to do outside of limiting turnovers is you have to hustle and play your butt off because Gonzaga will beat you with the pass. It's not too many teams in college basketball that can beat you with the pass. All of their guys, he'll have three, four point guards on the floor at the same time, and Timmy has excellent vision. They're cutting, they're passing, they're moving, they're driving. So you got to be on your P's and Q's uh, defensively against this group. 
But the biggest thing you got to take away, which what we thought USC would do and they failed to do, if you got to take away Drew Timmy and those paint points against Gonzaga. Hmm. All right. I I, I got to be honest. I, I didn't think Timmy was that good until he went Ooh. at Mobley and gave him the business. But then I'm looking at Timmy. He had 28 against Auburn, 25 against Kansas, 29 against UVA. So he's given everybody the business. Had 30 against Oklahoma. So Cody Riley, let's say he gets in foul trouble early, right? Then you go to the, the big kid, Nwamba. Like, he's going to have no chance. He's long, but we're talking about a very, very green player here. Even if you shut down Timmy, though. Kisper, first team All-American. If Cody Riley stays out of foul trouble, Nwamba won't be in the game, bro. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. He won't fair be enough. In Cody Riley stays out of foul trouble. He contains Timmy. But then you got Corey Kispert, who's shooting 46% on threes who's a first-team All-American, who's probably a top-20 pick in the draft. And then I think their best player is Suggs, the little point guard who could go top five in the draft and is a menace defensively. I mean, Suggs is an incredible player uh, in the tournament. He almost had a triple-double last um, in the last game against uh, USC. 58% on twos for a point guard? Are you kidding me? This kid, you know, uh, I, I was reading about him, uh, Ryan. Jalen Suggs was an eighth grader playing varsity and led the team in scoring. They won four straight champion or three straight championships the fourth year. Um, obviously, COVID didn't get it in high school, and he was like the best player on the team every year in high school. I mean, this guy's an incredible athlete player. I, I, I like him. I, I know this is sacrilegious. I like him a little more than Cade Cunningham. I like Suggs. I'm a point guard. I, I'm a guard myself. Stop it. Stop I, I like Suggs. You not a fan? He's a point guard too. Yeah. yeah. I, the thing I is, like Cunningham Suggs a lot. Is, listen, Suggs is not going to be able to get his shot off at the next level the way Cade Cunningham can. This is That's true. the Agreed. X yep. factor. Cade is yep. 6'8", and Cade, uh, Cade is a better shooter off the bounce. That's I just don't be see my, the uh, – and again, this is not a, an indictment of Cade Cunningham. He's a top five guy. I don't see the explosiveness. When he goes to the rim, he's not soaring over you or going around you. He's, Dude, he's, he's trying to shake eight. you up. Dude, he's I know. What? I, I'm aware of that. Oregon big, State did a number a on him. Just I, Oregon State up. did a number on him. He, he, he could not finish at the rim against Oregon State. Jalen Suggs will go over you. He, he'll, he'll pick your pocket in the backcourt like Suggs is an incredible player. I don't know. What, what if they put Suggs on your guy, Johnny Juzang? And Juzang does have a two-inch height advantage. Suggs is a great defender. Oh, is that I, the, I guess, is that the move I, I if you're guess Gonzaga? I have to get busy. And that's the biggest thing. Gonzaga, more so than any year that I remember, they can defend you. And not just yeah. defend, they will trap and run and jump in the backcourt. Now, normally Gonzaga is a team that's going to outshoot you, out-execute right. you. They yeah. out-physical you. They yeah. out-physical you, and they go get you, and they go press. And that's what the scariest thing about Mark Few He's never had talent like this. He's yeah. never had three NBA, th three plus, three minimum NBA players on one team, guys. Three minimum, okay? And all those guys are going to be pros in one way or another on one team. Mark Fuse never had, and at one time we were, and I'll give you credit, we were calling Jalen Suggs the number one pick of the draft. Now, yeah. at a minimum, he's, he's top five, as you said, yeah. and I completely agree, depending on the situation and the need. But we've never seen Mark Few with this type of firepower. And yeah. now his coaching, you know, there's no, like, hotheads. You know, you think, you know, firepower, you think Kentucky, you know, a lot of their guys had trouble buying in with Cal Perry, which is crazy, a coach who's won a championship. 
But all those guys, as talented as they are, they run the system. They play yeah. team basketball, you know? I want to add, uh, they got a kid in Emhard to transfer from oh. Florida. We're forgetting about him. You know he was a top 20 recruit coming out of high school? He was Dude, Nimhard, really, really Nimhard good. And I, they have three, six, five point guards. Nimhard and Ayayi in subs. Three, six, five point yeah. guards. That's yeah. tough, dude. That is tough. I, I want to go quickly back to your game, Gonzaga-UCLA, the historically amazing game. If you haven't seen it on YouTube, like you're missing out. It, I, I believe you were down 13 with seven. Or you, you were up on Gonzaga. No, no, you were down. I'm sorry. What am I saying? You were we down 13. <laughs> seven minutes left. Adam Morrison hits a, hits a two. It's like, oh, this is over. UCLA, you know, they couldn't show up. And, and then the comeback begins. Can, you, can I mean, I'm sure you're asked about this all the time, but do you still remember when you felt like, okay, we got a chance. This is definitely not over. What Was there a tipping point that kind of brought you back into it? I, from halftime, you know, they say like, you know, like I had to put it in God's hands. You know, I had to say like, 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 and not specifically there. That wasn't the first thing on my mind. But, like, I knew all I could do is play as hard as I could play and just give it my all. It was out of my hands. You know, certain, some things in life, this one was out of my hands, and it was effort, effort, effort. I felt like our team had worked so hard, man, that, we weren't going to go out any other way. And we didn't know if we were going out or we were winning. We just played. We didn't have a group that had any give up in us. And the one thing is Ben Hallen was masterful on the defensive end. He's going to go down in history as one of the greatest defensive coaches, I think, all around. Now, he hasn't gotten a title. If he gets a title, he really gets solidified, you know. Um, but the one thing is we had this masterful game plan, and Adam Morrison – ate it up. He was the best yeah. player in the country at that time. He could yeah. post you. He could take you off the bounce. He could run pick and roll. He could shoot it from, from half court. He had NBA range. Adam Morrison had it all. Adam Morrison tore our defense apart. There are only three other players that could do that. And that was Brandon Roy, who was the top pick, the Florida team, and possibly one other. Okay. As far as when we were really on our A game defense, Adam Morrison tore us up. After halftime, game plan goes out the window, but yeah, we are just playing basketball and we had to go get it out the mud. Yeah. And like you said, what was most importantly, they didn't play bad in the second half. And and I think we well, just only we just only like the final shot. four minutes. Yeah, yeah. They they were pretty terrible at the very end. But again, it was your defense. Let me quickly ask you about Morrison. Are you and, surprised? And real he quick, the, the, yeah. the key that I think you're talking about, it just hit me. We took Aaron a follow off of Morrison, and Aaron, Aaron was our guy. And the senior, Cedric Bozeman, his last minutes ever, potentially as a collegiate player, Cedric Bozeman switched on to Adam Morrison, and that was the matchup we didn't go with earlier that we should yeah. have had. See Bose. Let me ask you, were you surprised that Morrison kind of flamed out in the pros? He didn't make it. Now listen, I'm not asking you to hammer the guy, but he was, I think, a number two overall so, pick, dominant at the college level. So I'll be honest with you. Um, I was, if you forget, I was drafted with Adam and Adam to Charlotte. Adam Morrison, oh. Adam Morrison was the next Larry Bird. And I don't put that lightly. I don't throw it out. Adam Morrison was the next Larry Bird. And I know they said that it was a joke and ha ha. He was the next Larry Bird. Adam Morrison 
didn't have the correct training in Charlotte to become who he needed to be. He didn't have a support system around him because you can say, dude, the, the teammate responsible for you becoming Larry Bird, you got to you gotta do that. And when he went to L.A. and he hurt his ACL, it was over. But I trained with Adam Morrison pre-draft and I watched him work and he was he was on his stuff. He was working with Don McClain and he came in the summer league. If you remember, he had 25 straight in summer league. They shut him down. He had 25 in the second half against Kevin Garnett's Wolves and uh, we win the game. He had a switch. He had the it factor. But what Adam lost is his work ethic. What, was I'll, it the I'll, injury? I'll say, I'll, say, I'll say it right now. The injury was big. Adam Morrison was the last one in and the first one out in the gym. Oh, that's not the one. So that's not. That's the opposite he, of what you want to be. Oh. It got, it got, the game got too good to him, and you didn't have. He didn't have the right mentorship around him. Like, hey, dude, this, this, and this. And the NBA is cutthroat, but there wasn't a, a, a key in on player development like there is today. And later on, they started to work with Adam and do stuff and make him come after and shoot and stuff. But we had such a veteran team, it was kind of unspoken. He walked in like he was a veteran already. And he, you dude, you got to get it out the mud one more time in the NBA. And he kind of thought he was, you know, he was there. But Adam Morrison was Larry Bird, fam. So how how was he like in practice going against well like Gerald Wallace and uh, who else did you guys have Felton and Okafor on that team? I think he was. You know, Adam was solid in practice. He was good. But another thing where he really struggled was on the defensive end of the floor. You know, yeah. he was a guy that needed to get in the weight room. And put on. Every team that we played, the first three plays of the game or four were post-up Morrison if he was in the game. Oh, and God. and we didn't – you know what I'm saying? We didn't have the, the – we played bad basketball in Charlotte, okay? We weren't yeah. looking to win an NBA championship at the time. The goal was to develop Morrison and let him get his looks and touches. But that wasn't the way to develop them. Yeah. Let me ask you this. He ended up crying on the court against you guys in UCLA. Like, I'm sure everybody's seen it. It's one of the iconic March Madness moments of the last two decades. Do you think that game did any damage to him? And, and I'm, I, I'm not trying to reach here. I just, like, he was amazing as a player. And then, you know, you mentioned a summer league game, but those don't count. Like, I, after that UCLA loss, like, I don't know if it took his spirit or what, but, like, he was never really the same. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we had that awkward conversation. And I think, you know, it's tough. You see something fall apart in your life that you feel like you had guaranteed. And at that point in his life, all he saw was the despair from it. Um, but it didn't, it didn't break him. He was really good in summer league. He was really good and had some amazing moments uh, early in his career and flashes, but like I said, he couldn't put it together. But that's that's not what broke him. Adam Adam mentally did, like I said, he didn't have the training and the mentorship to be like, hey man, you have this amazing, you know you say like the it factor? Whatever anybody says, Adam Morrison had the it factor. He just didn't have the mentorship around him. You know what I'm saying? He was a dog. He'd talk, he'd trash talk you. He'd, I mean, he like he'd talk, I mean, he'd look in the crowd. Like he was, I mean, he was amazing, man. He had that high shoulder run. Adam Morrison was a dog and he yeah. had the impact. He just did not have the training, but he was able to move on to answer your question from, uh, from that moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it irritated him. Adam, Adam is such a reserved person. That's why you don't hear from him. No social media, no yeah. nothing. He was always a, uh, you say introvert, you know, he doesn't, yeah. he's not a people person. You know, he likes to just go chill and enjoy the, the wilderness or whatever. You know, that's, his, that's his deal. <laughs> All right, let me get. I'll get you out of here on this one, Ryan. 
when you look at Gonzaga, let's say they beat UCLA, let's say they beat Baylor or Houston, we're talking about the first undefeated college basketball team since 1976. Do they get vaulted above every other champion since then? Uh, Villanova, Duke, UNC. Um, it was an Indiana team in there. Like, I mean, I got to mention the UNLV team, which I thought in my time was unbelievably uh, unstoppable. Being undefeated here, this has got to give Gonzaga top billing, right? Unfortunately, no. For two reasons. Um, their out of conference schedule was excellent, but we didn't get to see that Baylor Gonzaga matchup that we so, you know, so much wanted. And that we might get that in the title game. Potentially. But that was very impressive. You want to know why? Because their in conference isn't as tough. So you're gonna look at their conference schedule. You're gonna say, Yeah, they won the championship. And then we're also gonna understand college basketball is watered down. You know, we talked well, about Amari okay, Bailey. Hold up, Ryan. Hold on. They beat Kansas. They beat Auburn, which didn't make the tournament. West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia. It's not like they were playing. Uh, where are those a bunch teams right now? Help me. Help me. Let me know where those teams are right now. Yeah, well, come on. They're all got a little One of those three other teams the, left. Did one of those teams even make a Sweet 16? What it can't was uh, Kansas, Kansas second Kansas round. Sweet 16, right? Yeah. Whoa, so, so, West so Virginia. those are. Those are all bad teams, okay? Second those, round. No, none of them made all, Sweet 16, actually. Those are all bad teams, but okay? And like I said, to my point, college basketball is watered down. These kids understand where their money's at, and that's going to be what hurts Gonzaga. And we spoke about it off air. Amar Bailey's a kid who could either go to UCLA or potentially go play for the G League Select and go make some money, you know, or go overseas. So uh, because college basketball is watered down, you're not going to give the same respect to Gonzaga's undefeated se season. But listen, man, they win it. I could not be happier for Mark Few. He is one of the great coaches in college basketball. It's the one check on his resume that he wants to get to. And you ain't going to have Suggs and, and Kispert and Timmy and those boys next year. He's going to have to reload again. Right. So, But, I, I hope, okay, I fine. Hope, Let I, me push I, back I, even more. I, listen, if it's not my Bruins, I hope Mark Few can get it. Right. But if you look at that UNLV team that was 34 and 1 and lost to Duke in the final in the final four. So they ran the table in the Big West. Okay, that conference was a joke back then, but we look at them because they had Larry Johnson and Stacy Ogman and Hunt and all these pros as unbelievable. Like the Big West was nothing special. You know, it's impossible to go undefeated in the great conferences, the ACC, Big 10. It's I not, mean, you talk about UCLA, water college no, down now. Not. Go ask the Bruins. No, it's not. Go ask John Wooden. Go talk to Kareem about Oh, yeah, but I mean, 45, 50 years ago, sure, when Indiana did it and Wooden did it. You think college Kareem basketball was get, competitive Kareem, then? Kareem and Bill Walton could have got busy in 2021 now. So don't, don't just throw oh, it out. Oh, come on. It was watered Stop down. It. Listen, okay? you really don't – don't tell me you're one of these guys who think college basketball was better in 1972 than it is now. No, that's not my point. My point is that Kareem – and Walton and those boys would have got busy in this era. So don't make it sound like those were some Rudy Pooh teams now. Those no, teams, they were great teams. Went undefeated. They would have went, Kareem would have, mark my words, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would have went undefeated in 2021, in 2020, in 1990, in 1999, Playboy. So, you know what I'm saying? How could we never do this with, with the NFL ever? We don't ever say, oh, man. Those guys in the 1970s, they're better than Brady and all the great athletes now. What we do this with basketball, we hang on to guys from their past eras and say, oh, they would just utter, be utterly dominant now. 
You don't think if we transplant Steph Curry into the 1970s, he's putting up 45 a game? I mean, come yeah, on. Like, of, no, of course listen, Curry, Curry will do well talk, now. We, but to run the table? Are we talking pro or college? Well, we could do pro or co- either one. I don't even know pro if that is, you, UNLV whole, team would have run the table right now. Pro is a whole different story. But we see people don't understand Kareem was so ahead of his time because everyone looks in and they talk about, and I'm talking specific to Lou Al Stender now. I, I can't speak for, yes. you know, what Jerry West would do against Dame Lillard. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I'm right, not right. going to be that that crazy or what, what Bill Russell would do against a prime DeAndre Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, no disrespect there to <laughs> yeah, the crates, but there, there weren't DeAndre Jordans on the other side, all right? Um, no, no, in all seriousness, Kareem was ahead of his time because of martial arts. What do yes. we have now? What do we have now that's different than those guys? Performance training. Oh, they stretch. They do yoga. They do Pilates. They do all this stuff. Kareem was doing karate and getting the performance training off the court where he was so ahead of his teammates, which which made it so that Kareem could play, you know, 100 years in the NBA and went undefeated in the college show. Kareem was out of this world, brother. That's why he's of a course. guy. You drop yeah. him in any era. So that's why I talk about the UCLA team. Like, nah, fam. Like, their undefeated streak stands today. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just, so just so you know, UCLA 1972, 30-0. They had Bill Walton, Henry Bibby, Jamal Wilkes, a stacked team. Also, only had to win four games to win the Natty. Uh, the I guess it was a smaller tournament back then. So yeah, comparing errors is different. I just I don't I don't I think people aren't giving the Gonzaga the respect they deserve. You go undefeated in the modern era. Kentucky tried; they were close. Wichita State was close. None of the, St. Joe's was close. It is virtually impossible. What Gonzaga has done for me vaults them into an alt, uh, the all-time great conversation. And I say you've got to put them above any team since Indiana went undefeated in '76. I, I I just can't do that. And 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 you think about it too. Think about this. I'm gonna give you food for thought. We lost in the national championship, right? We had I want to say six or seven pros on our team in '06 that got blasted by Florida. Florida had eight pros, give or take, on their team. You don't see the same pro athletes per team. College basketball is watered down, and that's not Mark Few's fault. And maybe if college basketball wasn't watered down, Mark Few would have eight pros on his team. But the fact of the matter is the competitive level is not the same. And when you look back and you think about even us losing to Florida, you can say, dang, Joe Kim played 10 years in the in the dance. Horford played 13 or so. You know, you can start to add up these things. Coy Brewer stuck around. You can start to add up these guys and mm. see their careers. And later on, we're going to see, you know, potentially, let's say potentially. I got UCLA, but if Gonzaga, you know, beats us, and they win it. You're gonna be like, oh, well, Baylor had one and a half pros. So those guys did like, like that's what's gonna be tough. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you go back and gauge the, the same way. Remember UCLA, like, dang, uh, Lou Alcindor, Walt, and all those boys on the same team because you saw what they did on a pro level. And I think, unfortunately, with the rise of overseas play and international play and these G League select kids, you're not gonna look back on Gonzaga the same way. Hmm. Interesting. I hadn't considered that. Um, I guess I, I take a little bit of into account, but if you're just looking at who's got the most pros, I eh, I, I don't know that that's my it's favorite way to level. Yeah, because I mean, here's uh, the, here's the deal. I'll, I'll give you this. Uh, well, let me ask you this: How much of the difference is one player to a basketball team? 
I guess it depends. Are you talking a point guard or, you know, leading scorer? What are we talking about? Either way. So either way. So I'll give you, for instance, if we dropped LaMelo Ball last year on UCLA's team, it's a it's a championship level elite eight probably to it probably with that yeah. talent level. Well, we'll we say, didn't, we didn't we'll even say see a tournament eight. last year. Well, yeah. well, we didn't have a but potentially that team would have been an elite eight high profile team, right? Lamelo Ball plays and hundred percent guy he went over. So so imagine Greg Oden. Greg Oden probably would have been playing G League Select. You take Greg Oden off that Ohio State team that was really darn good ends up being the number one pick. Like so, one player, one one guy completely changes the whole outcome of the season. LeBron James drops onto the Lakers from the outhouse to the penthouse. Anthony Davis, too, might I add. But one guy in college basketball. Yeah, well, Anthony Davis won the chip with Kentucky. And they, I think they only lost one game, maybe two. Uh, two games. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, one guy, LeBron playing college, what do they do? I mean, yeah, they're probably winning their title. Kobe Bryant goes to college. They're probably to winning do. the title. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I say that to say no disrespect to Gonzaga and what they've done because it's so mentally tough. I don't care who you're playing. At, at some point, you're going to have an off night. And can you win on your off night. Gonzaga's won on their off night. If they go undefeated, you're going to have to give them respect. But it's just not going to be the same when we speak of the other great college teams. But for what Mark Few has done, it's going to cap off one of the greatest memories of it and, and we're i'm gonna call them a mid they're the greatest mid-major team ever and you you know you challenge them up there with UNLV. wow they're a mid-major are they not they don't even have a football program there they're a mid-major they're a is mid-major that how you qualify school. if and you we don't, don't have a football program you can't be a major just i mean no, villanova's never won a major they got high major talent and recruits but it's a mid-major program and the nice thing they can say is like yo we don't miss the tournament i'm coming Jalen sucker's like yo i'm coming Huh. I could be the same Jalen Suggs at Duke, UCLA, Carolina, but let me go and, and, and do it at Gonzaga because I, I feel like Mark Few is going to make me a pro. I'm going to learn there. Interesting. All right. He's Ryan Holland, CBS Sports. Um, well, we've done some TV together. Nothing recently. We haven't done any radio. Re- I guess you're an all CBS guy now, huh? I, no, that, that's that's just you guys not giving me a call. I'm completely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I they just called me about doing some uh, some Fox Sports Radio fill-ins for Dan Patrick coming up. So uh, I'm going to put in your name so we can chop it up and I can, you know, yeah, take you, you down. Give, a, a give Don a call. I hope Don wants to give Don a call. He knows where to find me. I need to give you the business. <laughs> All right, Ryan, take it easy, man. Enjoy the game Saturday night. <laughs> All right, brother. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.